philanthropy. It's all about giving to the causes that matter to you the most and making a real difference in the lives of others. Humanitarians understand this is not an activity reserved only for the wealthy. In fact, being a humanitarian is all about living your life with purpose, on purpose. It becomes a way of life and a way to truly experience living life to the fullest. Everyone is born with the ability to be a humanitarian. This podcast is for humanitarians, by humanitarians. We'll learn from guests who will inspire, motivate, and help you step into living your best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. On today's show, we are continuing the roundtable discussion with my two amazing guests, Terry Lynn and Osas. Terry Lynn is a mentor, a coach, and an adopted mom to many young people in Africa, as well as other places around the world. She is on the board of directors of Amina Africa, an outreach assistance program for African Christian leaders. And Terry Lynn has an associate's degree um, of science in electrical engineering and spent nearly eight years in the field of electronics and field service. She currently resides with her family in North Carolina. Osas is incredibly passionate about people, society, and technology. He is an author, speaker, translator, ambassador, co-founder, and COO of multiple companies. He has built systems together with partners across the globe and has trained both young and old across 15 African nations. He is on the verge of rounding off his PhD program overseas and currently resides with his wife in Nigeria, and he actually has time to join us here. Amazing. Welcome back, Cherry Lynn and Osas. Yeah, thank you very much, Nancy, for having me in the game. Yes, thank you, Nancy. Thank you oh, so much. My pleasure. Now, this is part four of our 10-part series entitled Ignitions for the Emerging Global Challenge. Our topic today is marital health and smart gadgets. I've got to say, I've got a lot to say, so I'm going to just say it. As I was preparing for our session together today, my thoughts brought me back to when I was growing up and how different things were back then. For example, our home had one telephone. It was a modern phone for its time. I've never seen another one like it, actually. It was integrated into the wall between the kitchen and the family room. The receiver hung on the cradle on the right side, and the rotary dial was on the left side. The cord was in the wall and would rewind itself back into the wall when you hung up. The entire thing had a frame around it. Now, when the phone rang, we ran to answer it. We wanted to get there first. We had no idea who was calling. It was like a little surprise each time it rang. It rarely, if ever, was someone at least one of us didn't know. If we were not at home when the phone rang, we had no way of knowing that someone called. Imagine that. Fast forward to the 80s when answering machines came out so we could know if someone called. Well, if they left a message. And then caller ID came on the scene along with call waiting. Back then, only the wealthy had car phones, which everyone thought was really cool. Then in early 1991, I heard a man predict that in the future, even the homeless wouldn't be phoneless. Everyone would have a cell phone. And well, here we are. Telephones have certainly changed drastically in my lifetime. Cell phones were kind of fun when they first came, um, became a part of our normal lives. 
getting text messages throughout the day and along with taking calls from friends, family members, and coworkers while out in the town was new and exciting. When cell phones became smart, little internet devices that we took everywhere we went, it seems we forgot how to communicate with each other, especially with the one person closest to us, our spouse. Terry Lynn, your thoughts. Have smart gadgets had an impact on your marriage? Um, yes, <laughs> they have. I mean, um, when you um, spend a lot of time, of course, you, you'll spend time on your job working. We covered a little bit of the stress from work. And then maybe part of the getaway and the winding down is on this gadget. So instead of, as we used to do, in the older days, <laughs> you know, sitting down for dinner and having a family conversation and sharing the day and sharing things and, um, you know, talking about activities with the children and uh, making plans. It's now with the faces and the gadgets and it's affecting um, married life as well as family life. Osa, same question for you. Have smart gadgets had an impact on your marriage? Uh, yeah, it, it has, sincerely. It has, uh, uh, but not really negative, uh, positive, and a little uh, part of negative. Uh, let me just give an instance. Uh, there was a time uh, during early part of the marriage that I needed to keep up with uh, uh, my company clients and all that, so I needed to Use my phone, schedule meetings, meet up with meetings, just like that, just like that, just like that. Always on call. I at the point it was uh it was uh causing some issues in sense of uh, uh who are you talking to? You are just only on, on online. You don't want to talk to me. Uh, are you talking to somebody else? You know, I've served you food. Uh, maybe you pick out the phone. The food has gone cold. I need to use, uh, heat it up and all that. So there are a lot of uh, stuff coming out and out. But with a lot of understanding, we're able to learn to reduce that. And how was I able to, to reduce those, uh, those challenges I was having? I had to start communicating more often. Like when I'm not online, I have to communicate with my wife, tell her everything I want to do. That, okay, this is what I want to do. So that in case, for eventual, I'm in a meeting. She knows that she knows about the meeting. I'm on a phone call. She knows who I'm calling. So that reduced that. So it gave me the opportunity for me to still go about my business, about the client, and at the same time, have a quality time with uh, 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 my family. But at the very, very beginning, it was a very, very big issue because I was always online sometimes. I, she's already sleeping. I'm still staying awake trying to ask my session because of the kind of business I'm into, the international business. Uh, uh, time zone differences was cutting deep into my own uh, personal life and even my entire life. But I was able to, to, to manage it through regular communication. If there's any scheduled meeting beforehand, I've already communicated with my wife that. This is a meeting that's coming up in two weeks' time. She's, she's already aware of it. Or this is a partner I just got to know that I want to see how I can uh, 
push a business with. So she she's already know about it. And even also the family members also communicate. So that gave me that balance. But it wasn't really easy. It wasn't really, really easy. But I was able to strike a balance, my family and my online uh, presence. I think we can safely say that this technology of smart gadgets pretty much blindsided all of us as to the impact it would have on our lives. Can we all agree on that? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For, okay. For, for me, I will, I will not. I will not say total blindness. Uh, I would say is just form of like a slow blinding. Let me use that word: a slow blinding. Gradually, you are getting blind. Gradually, gradually. So if you don't quickly reflect on yourself, take a hot before you know you are completely blind. You are not think that. Uh, this is normal life, and this is how life is. Okay, so I think we can also agree that good communication is vital for a healthy marriage, right? Yes, very, very important. So, Terry Lynn, how have you and your husband managed to overcome the smart gadget, uh, keeping it from interfering in your marriage relationship? Well, we have to uh, take a different perspective again on management, time management. You know, we talked about money management earlier. And um, so now we're going to talk about time management and with each other and uh, family activities and making sure that we carve out that special time with our spouse and that we can have, um, you know, just because you're married doesn't mean that you stop dating. And this is an important part of, of, being happily married and keeping that togetherness. And so to consistently uh, take out your spouse and husbands, take your wife out to dinner, even if it's just once a month that you can afford, but to continuously um, date her and uh, make her feel appreciated and cherished. And so as long as, as women are, are built up and, and, made to feel cherished and loved. I think that creates that happy atmosphere where no matter what the husband is doing, she's going to be there to support him. And if it's requiring time on the phone and on smart gadgets to get his passion and his um, business things accomplished, then that's what it, where, where it's got to be. So to take time with each other, sitting down like for the meal at, that's a, a huge part of staying together is being able to converse and talk about things over a meal. And then also, um, you know, spending some time in the evenings, you know, away from the gadgets. No, no smartphone can be in anybody's face or any, anyone's hands. Just, just put it down, take some space for each other. And I will create a, a, you know, a very good significant bond. Um, so it has to be a balance, like Osas was saying. Yeah, balance is a key word here. You know, as you were talking and you were talking about, you know, going out to eat and, and if you can afford it. But, you know, if, if that's not even affordable, even once a month, going to a park and taking a walk, getting out in nature and, and you know, walking hand in hand and talking during that time could be just as effective, don't you think? 
Absolutely. Yes. And um, making your meal at home a date night, making, you know, putting something else along with the meal, playing, making a game night. One of the things that we did with the, the, the family um, when all the children were here, we'd have a game night and just yeah. have fun and laugh. And it's those kinds of things that we need to do to create that, that, that bonding and, creating and effectiveness. Great memories too. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Osa, same question for you. How have you and your wife managed smart gadgets in your marriage relationship? Yeah. Uh, uh, let me start from the usage in terms of the, in the difference in usage. I want to compare. I think I use a smart gadget more uh, than, uh, than her. So, uh, so I, saw, I saw the need for me to, to, to do proper management. This was uh, at the time I discovered that it was uh, tearing my family apart in terms of that communication was longer there. Some things, uh, those doubts were like, which, which are not uh, heady in the, the family. So she has her own gadget, I have my own uh, uh, gadget. So we try as not possible to, to uh, listen to each other. So she can tell me that, oh, please, can you put up? Put away that uh, that phone and attend to me. So immediately she says that I just uh, get that uh, signal because it's an agreement we made that uh, when any of us want a good time together, that we want uh, uh, a good uh, uh, communication. So we just have to do that. So if not, we are breaking the uh, family uh, uh, code of conduct. We also because we also have the family code of conduct. So and there's also consequences for whosoever that breaks such. So we're able to manage that. And uh, like I, I said earlier on, I did more of communication to the extent that even some some days that ordinarily doesn't confine my past, I just have to, to tell her because I can be called upon to come and talk about it or to come and uh, give uh, the a board meeting or to to schedule a meeting uh, and probably at home since it's not at work. So those times at work because of the kind of job I do, I I, I, I work both offline and online, most times online because of most of our clients are across the globe, got time difference and all that. So I did a lot of communication trying to uh, inform her before and uh, this is what I want to do uh, if possible send her uh, a copy of the email uh, or send her just to be accountable that oh this is what I'm trying to do so that you know you won't feel that oh I'm uh, wasting my time with something uh, more important than the family so but at the same time we also find a time to just be together talk play, disagree, just to create that bond, we also create that uh, that interaction, physical interaction. So I don't know if everybody is just glued to the phone or glued to the laptop and all that. But sometimes it happens. Everybody goes and starts typing on his phone. But the time comes when some of food to eat, the table together. So I was able to 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 manage this uh, effectively by through 
communication, always interacting her. Whatever thing I want to do, I always tell her beforehand so that she will be aware to not pick up And that has really worked for us. We are still using our smart gadgets and everybody is fine. So taking a proactive stand has helped both of you. It's pretty much what both of you have said. Terry Lynn, let's talk beyond the marriage relationship because the marriage relationship has a huge impact on the children in the family. What effects of smart gadgets have you experienced with your children? Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, the smart gadgets have pretty much taken over, or if we let them take over, their communications, uh, you know, with anybody, any, uh, you know, with mom and dad, with grandparents, with um, even if that, if they're dating, it's more on the phone. I'm on these smart gadgets. And um, instead of making a call and actually talking, they're, they're on this gadget and they have it in their hands. They could be verbally communicating, but they're using this gadget instead of making that phone call, which goes a long way because we can hear each other's voices. We can, you know, just connect. Um, we're just feeling better about how that person sounds to hear their voice. And also communications is if it's just by texting or emailing, you know, if it's emotions can be put into something that are just not there. And right, being the inflections in your voice aren't there. Exactly. And it just can be completely misunderstood, and we don't want those kinds of things to happen. So, yes, the children decided, well, um, you know, I've got this gadget. I'm just going to, I'm just going to text I'm, instead of make that phone call. I'm just going to, you know, communicate. So, so it takes away from, again, that communication and spending time with each other. The quality is just not the same. And it can affect people's lives and it can affect how children even grow up and are able to communicate to others in life. And these are the things that we had to, to really um, confront. Have you ever been in a restaurant where there's a table of maybe two to four teenagers and they're talking to each other, but they're using their phones to text back and forth rather than speak? <laughs> Well, was- they have multiple conversations going. <laughs> yes. And what they're doing is they're like laughing and, you know, kind of being in, uh, sort of involved in the conversation at the table with their friends. But they're talking to somebody else on their gadget. So they're not really truly involved with what's happening in, in their true conversation that they need to spend time with. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Osas, your thoughts? Uh, I... It has it has it has been uh, uh, something that uh, is uh, troublesome. Like it, it, it causes a lot of worries because uh, many persons are not able to, especially in a family. Uh, like I was just giving an instance uh, in uh, my own family. Yes, you cannot stop a child from not having a smart gadget. You uh, part of part of what you also use to a child is smart, is being aware about his, uh, his own environment. And one way of uh, getting full awareness about his environment is through some of these uh, uh, smart gadgets. So it's, it plays a role in a family. It's something that also needs to be regulated 
like in terms of uh, well, uh, most most of those kids who have uh, uh, data on 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 their smart gadgets who want to go to YouTube and watch some videos. There could also be some uh, child uh, uh, restriction on on that on that YouTube phone, which you can actually set on the phone or on your web browser, so that the the child can. Uh, the, 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 what what has been exposed to the child can can be can be reduced. That can also actually assist. But a lot of smart kids now who are able to know how to go about this. But one way for us to to manage this is to whatever information is out there, try as soon as possible to bring it to your kids. Let them know about it. Let them don't just allow them know it on their own. Give them the, the good and the bad side of it. Uh, take, for, for instance, uh, 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 let me say education. You see a child who got a, he was able to look through his uh, smart gadget, maybe through one of the show media squad that see someone with naked bodies and all that, and start thinking, that, oh, I can't have not able to have such feeling and all that. So before the child will start seeing this thing. It is good that children know about it. There's nothing wrong. Tell them, be it what's part of the way we're exposed to. Tell them before and before they, they get to what exposed to it. Because if you don't do that on their own, they may want to learn something. And when it is when it becomes too late, and you now feel that, oh, my child has come to know of this and it's, it's the wrong thing. And you want to try to make a med, because it's, it's too late. The child has even no more than, than you do. So you cannot, uh, you cannot because a smart gadget is needed, but it can be way managed. Either through the use of a child uh, registration or some of these gadgets, or giving proper awareness to your, to your son or to your daughter of whatever thing that he or she will be, will be seen through those uh, uh, mobile uh, uh, gadgets, because there's a lot of uh, information that is, there's a lot of information that is running that you can actually control. So, but if you could do proper education, I think that would also help. So the one will not have that fear that, okay, the child is communicating, even in the public, like the example you, you talked about, we still want to what, communicate, because what's what he's saying, Chat, my feet that there's no big deal. Uh, what's what you we could say? We could also say it orally. What some people do, they want to chat because they want to hide some of their feelings, they want to hide some of, some of their thoughts. So they see that the only way they could actually uh, do it is to chat. But if they come to know that, be free. You don't need to, you, you don't, you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to, to, to be ashamed of what you want to discuss with me. You are free. A family that operates. In a, in a democratic uh, uh, atmosphere, the children will be very, very, very comfortable to share whatsoever thing with the mother or the father. And you will not have any issue to say that, oh, I don't know what my child is being exposed to, because even if it's exposed to something, it is something that you've taught them. So it is not a big deal. Yeah, children always imitate what they see their parents doing. So if parents are always on their phones, the kids are going to think this is normal and that they should be on their, you know, they're going to have a phone and they're going to be doing the same thing. So 
parents certainly need to discuss and agree on how they can be a positive influence on their kids by their own actions with smart gadgets. This is much easier said than done, but um, Osas, you and your wife, you don't have children yet, right? No. Okay. Have you discussed smart gadgets and made a plan for when you do have children? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I discussed with my wife what, what I'm talking about is something I've also discussed with her. That's a, that's a great Married, approach. Yeah, yeah. Before getting married, I've already uh, sketched out like how my family will be run. So it's something that I've already shared with her, and this is how our kids will be raised. So it's, it's, it's that approach that I also plan of of, of, of adopting in terms of uh, 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 trying as much as possible to make them understand that what, uh, this is how things is. There's no there's no way to there's no reason to shy away from the truth. Tell them the way it is, so that there's someone else who not tell them the way it is. And when that happens, it becomes a problem. But there are so many fake lives, fake cultural, fake, fake people that are online. So when your child is being exposed to that without proper knowledge, uh, education from you, it becomes a problem. But when you have fully educated them that this is how things, they were able to, on their own, able to take a decision, able to say, okay, this is what is good. This was bad. This is what my father told me. This is what my mom told me. Okay. And before you know, they have good uh, 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 way of uh, processing any information that comes their way and how they also respond to it. But the response is what you are trying to, to look at. The response. The response can, can be something that can affect your family, can affect the family lineage and all that. So you won't want to, to jeopardize the, the family lineage you've already created for yourself because of uh, on, on a cultural side, which you would have been able to work control your own, because there's no child you cannot actually work put under your control. Is is at the very beginning when you are you are this child are growing up, you are able to work, educate them. Not when they are already adults, it becomes a problem because they they are already uh, facing through uh, going through some stress as an adult. So you know not not to be at that level at the very tender age. Try to educate them, make them know what they, 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 will, they will come to know in the future so that when they are not being exposed by any means through on YouTube, on, on WhatsApp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's not going to pick you and they can have a good uh, response, a response that will, that will bring a positive impact to the family. Now, I just thought of this uh, analogy. I'm going to put it out there to see what you guys think. So, Pick uh, whatever sport you enjoy watching on TV, whether it be football or, or basketball or whatever. And imagine one team are all on their smartphones while they're playing the game. And the other team is focused and doesn't have any smartphones, you know, while they're playing. Which team do you think would win? Well, it'd be the one without the gadgets because they're focused and they're united and they're together with one purpose. And they're communicating. <laughs> they're communicating. Yeah. So maybe that's a, a great analogy that parents could use with their kids who are objecting to not being able to be on their phones when they want to be. Um, and communication is such a vital key, not only in marriage, but also in everyday life, work, sports, school, 
Terry Lynn, what needs to happen in your opinion to return to or regain good communication skills? Does it start at home, reinforced by school? What do you think? Well, um, I don't think that public school systems are going to help to reinforce this unless we also take this education to educators and that we, you know, ask them to help, you know, uh, get back to helping families and building the children up with good um, standards because really the success of our families and communities and everywhere is based on a standard of excellence that we all set. Right. And we need to get back to the communications and, and, and talking about this importance of communications face-to-face and discussions. And that if, if someone is upset, it's okay. Listen to them, let them, let them be upset. Don't take things personally. I think that these gadgets actually cause um, people to, get to anger so quickly because there's no communications as far as understanding and, and listening to someone. This is a key part of communication. It's not just talking, but listening and there's no togetherness. And the, I, I was also a coach. So, and I love coaching. Um, and I coached uh, volleyball teams for like five years and, um, and I've done individual sports where it's all up to you <laughs> and, um, and, uh, showing horses and this communication has to go between you and a horse, you know, to be able to accomplish, uh, great things and to get the ribbons that you want to get. So what it's still everything in life boils down to communications and being able to listen and observe and uh, speak. If you're using a gadget, does somebody using a gadget truly know how to express themselves verbally? These are important things when you're in, even out in the job search world. And so I think it's to bring back the wisdom and bring back, you know, teaching education regarding these gadgets for, uh, you know, starting at the family, starting with mom and dad, setting a good example. And bringing that into the children say, look, you know, I, I feel it's best for you to have this gadget because I can, I can, you can communicate with me. You can call if you're in trouble, you know, anything that, that helps to keep that communication tie constant, but yet it's coming between people. How do we go about fixing this? You know, and it's just uh, the education of how to use these gadgets wisely Getting yeah. back to communications, setting times with, with the family to put these gadgets down and spending time together. Even like what you were saying, Nancy, about going to a park. Oh my goodness. Um, you can take the family to a park yeah. or go swimming or go to picnics. Well, do they do that anymore? <laughs> picnics. <laughs> you know, exactly. I mean, it's so much fun and bring fun back, family fun back into people's lives and just enjoyment. And, and I think that will help the uh, children put the gadgets down and it starts with mom and dad creating that unity and bringing the family back together. It's like a team, like you were saying, yeah. you know, family is a team and we treat it that way and um, bringing in that communication and that continuity, that, that unity, it goes a long way. 
It seems to me that the education system, the public school systems could come up with a curriculum just about communication. Um, and it could be gradually more intense as, you know, and more involved further on, but needs to start early in getting <laughs> kids to talk and express themselves. I homeschooled. And see, this is the thing why most of us went to homeschooling is because of that. Yeah. Because we could, we could bring about these, these true important aspects of life, critical thinking. That's not taught in schools, nope. communications, talking with the, each other, interacting. It's, it's not, uh, that's just, that's gone. I mean, it's money. Nothing happened to about it. either money. Well, like we were talking earlier. Yes. yes. That education about money management and you know what to do with money. And, you know, people will, you know, kids will see what's happening in a family and the stress between mom and dad trying to make money go um, farther than it can go. And the arguments are the, the I, I should say, intense discussions that occur. And so they're seeing these things happen and it's fearful to them. And we just really need to get back to the true education that that impacts life and livelihood. Yeah. And rather than spending all your time rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sas, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For me, I I think uh, uh, while we are experiencing the, the challenge is because uh, most of the educational system uh, uh, curriculum is is yet to 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 change uh, or let me not use the word change, uh, but uh, to evolve because even with with all these smart gadgets and all that, this curriculum needs to also change. That okay, this is how how things can can be done. This is how, this is how a child should be able to. Because yes, we talk about family, but we look at a child that is growing up. Most of his most of his time spent is in the school, under the the tutelage of the teacher, under the authority of of, of the school environment. So the, the the school also has a, a very big role to, to play in this area. The curriculum, especially, need to also be changed. Need to it has to be innovative to see how all these things can uh, be taught. That when the child is growing up, turning to adult or uh, becoming a teenager, he or she already know what to do. So that we stay able to maintain that uh, uh, that relationship. We have with, with the family because a society that refuses to evolve it means there's a problem. So the same thing in the society that the educational system is is, uh, is not evolving. It means that the old way of doing things will still be done. There's nothing wrong for for the educational system to 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 have an hybrid of homeschooling, like uh, what Caroline uh, 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 talked about where they will be taught how to carry out critical thinking, how to, to communicate. Even while you are, you are communicating on uh, uh, online, you're able to also communicate offline. Even some of all these social media, uh, social, uh, media uh, uh, platforms also create the avenue for people to have uh, uh, audio, audio uh, uh, recording where you can send uh, most people, most persons are not 
leveraging, leveraging on that uh, plugin that has been attached to some of all these gadgets, even video, because those can also help rather they do more of texting. And when you do more of texting, 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 you don't really know the emotion behind every text. You don't really know the the, the composure. You don't really know the feeling. You don't really know the, the mindset behind any text. But, so, but having a, a video interaction, which most of them are not aware of, right. they don't have the, the, the internet access, but they don't know that this is also a, a media at which you could also have a, a good uh, rapport with people. So the curriculum needs to change for, for, for the young ones to able to key into this new way of life. Because we, can't, we, we cannot go back to the old ways. We, we have to move forward. And it's just for us to, to evolve in the way we do things, the way we think, the way we act and all. Yeah, great discussion today, guys. Osas, how can my listeners reach out to you? All right, uh, listeners all over the world, you can get in touch with me. You can just Google Osaritin Agbonovai, Osaritin, Osaritin for like O for Orange, Agbonovai for Ampos. You can just uh, check me out so you can see my social media handle, Twitter, Instagram. You can just uh, send a direct uh, message to me, and you can also come through a uh, uh, startup platform called the uh, Flat Clinic, a mobile uh, a mental health clinic, where you get in touch not not with me now with other professional therapists who can actually assist you in getting back to your normal way of life because we, a lot of people will be going through this challenge. So through that Flat Clinic. You can have you can book if uh, you can book for free, and there you have somebody to talk to you and listen to you without being uh, judgmental. And from there, you have a solution that you'll be looking for. Great, Terry Lynn. How can my listeners reach out to you? Well, thank you, Nancy. Uh, right now, I'm reachable. The best way is through email, and that is uh, T as in Terry Lynn. L-Y-N-N dot hope, H-O-P-E, at gmail.com. And we're working on a website and hope to have that up soon. And I just, I highly recommend people uh, reach out through flagclinic.com. I believe it is dot com, right, Osaz? It's flag. Flagclinic.com. Clinic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if the answers, you know, aren't there Every, everyone has, we have resources and we'll be able to direct people to the resources. And again, a lot of times people need someone who's not partial, but someone just to listen and then, you know, help bring about our own critical thinking, opening up our minds to our own um, powers and authorities that what that's within us. You know, we're all created with, with these in us, but somehow Life and blockages, you know, can just keep us away from those solutions. And so we just need other people. And this is the thing, while we're bringing this all together, you know, we all need each other. We're all connected. And sure, these smart gadgets have connected people all across the world, but we are seriously all connected and bringing about this attitude of caring um, and Finding these solutions for these topics that we've been we've been discussing 
is a passion. It's really a passion for, for us and Osas. And he's just constantly thinking about um, new things and, and new ideas, which is just amazing. So yeah, I just uh, appreciate this venue and that we bring these people uh, opportunities to, to, you know, talk to someone and find solutions. Right. And the culprit in each of our lives is the cell phone. It is ironic and sad to me that a communication device has actually broken down the communication process in society as a whole, and in particular in marriages and families. Great show today, Terry Lynn and Osas. Thank you both for being here today. I've really enjoyed it. Osas, do you have any final thoughts before we go? Uh, yeah. yeah. First of all, I want to thank you, Nasi, uh, for bringing me up to this show once again is my pleasure. I really appreciate it. And my co-speaker, uh, uh, Mr. Terrelin, for also joining us. It has been a wonderful one. And the audience uh, so far who are sitting back to listen to Ross, uh, I'm very, very grateful for tuning to Ross today. Uh, what I want to say to you is that uh, a smart gadget is, uh, is here for us. But we must try as possible to make the best out of from it, so that uh, uh, we all be happy. You happy with your family, happy with your work, happy with your uh, whatever that is around you, because it has a lot of opportunities than disadvantages. Thank you, Cherry Lynn. Your final thoughts. Well, I, I uh, also um, did a. Osas, just really appreciate you, Nancy, for bringing us together in this venue to have this discussion. And it's been amazing, amazing so, so far. And we um, hope to really have some continued, um, great topics. And I, my thoughts are, is that I'm, you know, the smart gadgets, we need to look at, um, using them in a positive manner and to uh, educate again. At least it's about education and bringing about the importance of true communications, one-on-one voice communications and uh, video like uh, Osas was touching on. You know, we have this capability today to have video calls and um, get to know people through video calls. And it's, it's another important way to connect, but you know, I look at it as, uh, again, I keep calling it a tool. And, you know, if we have a hammer, do we go around with this hammer pounding everything all day long? It's a tool and we ha- it has a special purpose. Mm-hmm. If we have a saw, do we go around sawing everything and cutting everything down just because we have a saw? I mean, we have to look at this with, with some, some different insights and wisdom. You know, it's a tool. We need to be using it as a tool and putting it away when we need to be interacting and getting things accomplished and accomplishing our dreams and our passions, you know, use it for that, but also have a balance of when to put it away. Yeah. Balance is really the key. Um, it's been an underlying key in several of our discussions so far in this series. Well, folks, if today's topic has motivated you to help or get some help, please reach out to Cherry Lynn or Osas. Their links are provided in the sh- today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired to begin living your best life with purpose. 
be sure to click the subscribe button or go to callstockradio.com and join our mailing list to be notified first when new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link to locate this episode's post. There you will find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.